0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Another parable Jesus put before the crowds. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain... Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And he answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels. And they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God, amen. Karen is a woman from the Midwest and making her first trip to Las Vegas. If any of you have been there, you have seen many Karens. (laughs) And many of them are lucky when it comes to those one-armed bandits. And Karen certainly was on this particular day. Well, she had a bucket full of quarters and had become a bit tired, so she thought she would go up to her room. She went to the elevator, entered it, and then immediately behind her came in four rather beefy African-Americans dressed in leather, and being from a place where she didn't see very many African-Americans, at least not this size, she clutched that bucket even closer and waited. And in a moment of embarrassment, finally one of the men said, Hit the floor, lady. She did. The quarters went everywhere. (laughs) Well, they gathered up the quarters for her. There was a great deal of embarrassment, some chuckling, and finally she got to her floor and to her room, terribly embarrassed. And then later that evening, a dozen roses were delivered to her room, and on each rose was attached a one hundred dollar bill, and a note was attached to it as well. Thank you. For the best laugh I've ever had, signed, Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Now, now this is a great story. Unfortunately, it's not true. It's one of those urban legends that makes the rounds over and over again. But one of the things that's so good about that story is that it reminds us of how difficult it is to separate the weeds from the wheat. It's very difficult for us to make that kind of discernment. This past uh, Sunday, we had that wonderful parable about the sower, the sower who sows in such an extravagant way that any farmer listening to that story cringes a bit because they wouldn't sow the seeds quite that way. And in that story, we're reminded of God's abundance, of the fact that God gives and gives and gives no matter how barren the soil might be. It's a wonderful story of the character of God. And now today, further on in that same chapter of Matthew, we have another story about a farmer who farms in a way that's very different from the way any good farmer would farm. And anyone who listened to that, I think, as Jesus was telling it, would have wondered, what on earth is Jesus talking about? One of the things that troubles me about this passage is that. As happens with a couple of the parables, the writer of the gospel felt compelled to give us the answers to the to the uh, parable, and unfortunately, that uh, it deflates the parable. It takes the power of the parable away from it. A parable is to be looked at almost like one of these Rorschach panels, and if you've ever looked at one, you know you can read many things into it. And every time we go back to the parable, we hear or we see something that we had never seen before. And that's the way a parable should work with us. It should capture us. It should turn us over again and again. So I would suggest that you not spend too much time on the explanation given in the gospel, but rather on Jesus' telling of that parable. Well, in this particular parable, we hear about something that is very strange indeed. It's a farmer who had done his job sowing the wheat and someone had come in at night and sowed weeds among the wheat. And rather than trying to dig out the, the weeds, the farmer says, We're just going to wait, and we can take care of all of that when it comes time for the, for the threshing, for the hauling in of the, of the harvest. That is not exactly how we would perhaps approach it, but that's an image of God that Jesus chose to give to us. Let the weeds grow, let it all grow till harvest. And then we can sort it all out. I think that one of the things that's most surprising to me about these parables is that we are told that these are images of the kingdom of God. If there's anything that troubles me, and I'm sure it must trouble you as well, is the presence of evil in the world. Believing that we understand God to be a good God, a loving God, the creator of all that is. And over and over in my head, and perhaps in yours, I ask, how can evil possibly exist in the presence of a loving God? But we know that it does. Evil grows up alongside the good. It happens in our own lives. We see it over and over again. You know, Paul, a week or so before, was saying that I do the things that I don't want to do, and I don't do the things that I know that I should do. And how true that is of perhaps all of us. We see the weeds growing up in many different ways in our lives. We see it in our actions. We see it in our relationships. We see it even when we face health issues in our lives. Because in many ways that sometimes feels like evil personified in our presence. How can that be? I have so often asked that question myself. Alexander Solzhenitsyn said that the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. There is within all of us good and evil. And it's so easy to find that in the other, to see the evil in the other, and to want to do our best to root that out, or perhaps to root them out. The church has been guilty of that throughout the centuries. Over and over again, the church has brought down its wrath upon those who would stray from the way, those who might be weeds among the tares. This very Sunday, there are going to be three women this morning, I think, perhaps even right this moment, three Catholic women are being ordained priests in an irregular service. And the church has said anyone who takes part in that service will be excommunicated. The weeds are going to be taken out. We had a similar thing happen in our own church with the irregular ordination of women many years ago now. And I know there were many who wanted to pull out the weeds. And then again, at this Lambeth conference, which just began this past week, there are those who want to pull the weeds out. They don't want to let them grow. At least the weeds that they see. So much so that even Bishop Robinson could not be invited to come to Lambeth, to be a part of that conference, because some were so intent on making sure that no weeds were present. We look for weeds so easily. We're always wanting to get rid of the weeds, and we don't really know the weeds from the tares. It's hard for us, I believe, to know the mind of God. And I think in this parable, Jesus is warning us that we must not be overly concerned about all that. Trying to get the weeds out and not being able to distinguish them reminds me of something that happened to my loving wife, Lou. We were in San Antonio. It must have been 30 years ago. And unfamiliar with a kind of grass called San Augustine. Now, San Augustine grass, uh, to the untrained eye, looks a little bit like crabgrass. But it's great in South Texas because it'll grow any place and you don't have to have a lot of moisture. But one of the things that's odd about it is that it sends out these runners. And if you get close to the grass and you start to look at it, you think you see weeds where really there's St. Augustine. So one hot afternoon, Lou is out on all fours going through our front yard, pulling out the weeds that were in fact St. Augustine. And finally, a neighbor came by, asked what she was doing, and in a kindly way suggested that she should leave the St. Augustine alone, that it really grows very well, and it's good grass. That's the problem that we have whenever we're trying to root out the weeds. We sometimes can't distinguish the good from the bad. So what do we do? Do we just accept evil among us? I think it's clear that there is some evil that we have a responsibility to stand up and say something or do something about. I don't think that's what this parable is talking about. But I believe the parable very clearly is speaking to us, especially as Christians, as believers, as the church, to be very careful about trying to get the weeds out too eagerly. There's a story about a man, and it has, this story has to do with trusting God. This man was on a hike along a trail. It was on a mountain, along the side of a mountain. He wasn't paying much attention to where he was going. The, the vistas were so beautiful, he was distracted. And suddenly, he finds himself falling off the edge of this mountain. Fortunately, he grabs a branch growing out of the side of the mountain. And dangling there, he begins to call out, "Is there anybody up there who can help?" Soon, he hears a voice. "Yes, this is God. I will help you." And the man felt relieved and replied, what do you want me to do? And God says, let go. I will catch you. Well, the man hesitated. And then soon there was another call. Is there anyone else up there who can help? (laughs) That's the way we are in our relationship of trust with God so many times. And especially, I think, when we're facing things that we consider to be evil in our midst and we feel we're being called to act, to do something, when in fact God may be saying, trust me, let me do it. Put this in my hands. Don't worry about what you think might be the weeds. I'm reminded of these words of St. Teresa of Avila, who spoke so beautifully about the trustworthiness of God. And I think this applies not only to us as a church, but it applies especially to us as individuals as we face the many different kinds of weeds that we know are growing up within us. Let nothing disturb thee. Nothing affright thee. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience, endurance, patient endurance attaineth to all things whom God possesses. In nothing is wanting. Alone, God suffices. Alone, God suffices. Amen.